Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, everyone. A very warm welcome to the Live Lounge. It is Monday, the 1st of February. And like Cornelius Funtz once said in Harry Potter, he's back. Back from behind the screen, as I've been all weekend. <laughs> but the Live Lounge is here. And of course, joined by Jolly and Jack Gobby Garwood. Gentlemen, have we recovered from the afternoons and evenings of absolute torment, hell and joy of the Masters? Uh might have been uh, joy for you, for torment, for hell for me, because of uh, because Nathan Aspinall cost to be two hundred and forty quid. No, in all seriousness, I, I can't moan after what happened on Friday, so that's that's, that's fine. Uh, look, it's been a really good tournament, and uh, you know, a certain member of the media, uh, a certain host of ITV's darts coverage, was pulling me up uh, over the weekend for saying how much I dislike the Masters. Um, I can't dislike it after a weekend like that where we had, where once again, and I hate, and I feel like a broken record, but Matt Porter, Barry Hearn, and the rest of the PDC team, decision to pay, their decision to hold back the 10th spot in the Premier League has more than paid off. Gob, for you, hosting for the first time, recovered? Just about, I mean, it's certainly different. It's something I'm not used to as, as much as you two. Um, I think we got there just about. There were, there were plenty of people that tuned into us over the weekend as we launched the walk-on. So thank you very much to every single person that stuck with us throughout the weekend. Um, good to have you two back, though. I'm firmly back down the pecking order, and I will sit here and spout some opinions instead, right where I belong. <laughs> Don't be silly, mate. You're absolutely brilliant, mate. No, good. We're just going to share some links around, ladies and gentlemen, so everyone, of course, knows we are live. Hi to everyone in the chat room. Let's get the chat absolutely buzzing like it has been. It's been, it's been great. But where do we start from the weekend, guys, while we share these links? I think we start with the fact that 
you know, a decision as I called it last this time last week to call it a glorified Euro Tour, as I say, it's paid off. You know, we had two finalists come from outside the top 16. We had a, a Premier League shootout, which is what we wanted. And a winner that realistically I don't think I don't think many people are expecting. A winner that was 150 to one outsider to win the Masters at one stage. And a winner, PB, that to say did it the hard way might be an understatement. Four out of the five games that he played, last leg deciders. And in particular, that quarter final against Wade. And I'm sorry, God, this isn't me trying to have a dig. But the checkouts in that game in particular were just unreal. And if you want to win a maiden singles title, going through probably, what, three of the top top informed players at the moment, two of the top three, and a player that has made two finals recently, not a bad way to go and do it. Well, the two finalists between them beat the top five in the world. They shouldn't have even been there. That's mad. And like I just said, that game between Wade and Clayton, like, you can't... I can have no complaints as, as the James Wade fan I am. At 9-6 up, James Wade averaged 121.6 for four legs and didn't win any of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how good Johnny Clayton was from 9-6 down. He was absolutely superb. You can't begrudge him that win at all. No, Not it was, it was then, special. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I was just going to say something very, very briefly about his Merv's hitting probably on the bullseye as well. But I'll come on to that. I want to save a stat that Carl Fletcher, who's a brilliant, brilliant stat, Sato, if you don't already follow him, follow him at Carly Fletcher and at Darts Tracker. There's a brilliant stat that I'm waiting to pinch a little bit later on when we talk about Merv. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll come on to that. But First of all, I'm going to say hi to all the usual suspects in the chat room. Good evening and thanks for joining us. It's already buzzing, guys. It's always a good thing when the chat room is mentally busy. Um, just <laughs> up there. very funny quite... comments already. Jacob Brook, <laughs> hello, mate. Uh, would have been lovely if ITV to let us know Johnny works part-time. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be a council that are short of a plasterer. Um, another one I saw over and in, Matt. Congratulations for everybody for getting the two finalists correct at the weekend. Yeah, right. um, so if anybody I'm, got so the two finalists correct, both of them, if anybody got both, don't try Hang and on. claim it. All three of us picked MVG. No. None of your flip-flopping. We got nowhere near. No. no. Hang on a minute. I am going to claim some credit here to try and save face for this all at this point. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And then I'm going to shoot it straight back down because I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah, on the walk-on on Sunday night, I said that Mervyn King would beat Gervin Price in the last leg decider. I said Johnny Clayton would beat Mervyn King, uh, uh, Peter Wright, excuse me, in the last leg decider. And then I said that Johnny Clayton would beat Mervyn King 11-9. So I was one leg off on that one. So I basically yeah, but that's what it... session. And I hope people... I hope, By the way, I'm just going to say... Yeah, there's only four players, not Johnny 24. Yeah, but I, yeah. all I'm saying is, is that I called it. So the last time I made a prediction, I got it completely spot on. There's no, there is no it's like having a fact. football World Cup sweepstake where you only enter at the semi-final stage. Yeah, but let's be honest about this, Gob. It's a fact. <laughs> I called it. 
on the walk-on the last time that I was here. I called the entire session, you're welcome. The thing I was about to and shoot down is I, just... I was convinced you were going to bring up list last week's live lounge, at which you said Mervyn King or Glenn Durham have got a chance at going to the semi, if not the final, and all the way. And the only issue with that is Go. you were about to say, yeah, yeah, but we got there, but you back does it. Gob, Gob, I've got, Gob, I've got it all covered, Jarvis. Let's just hold on. No, I'm not having this. I'm what, not having what, this. What, what, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> when did I do that you were coming in with that? I, I, I knew anyone you were going to do that. Anyone <laughs> think I knew this was coming tonight? <laughs> all I'll say is, is this, right? All I'll say on this is this, okay? The, the last time that I was on a televised or YouTube show that we had, I called the night. And I'm, all I'm saying is, by the way, is that anybody didn't get on Clayton when he was still 7-1 to one on Labrooks at the start of that session. That was silly, silly money. When it's your weekend, it's your weekend. And I'm, we'll talk about Clayton, I'm sure, in depth in a moment. But I'm just, I, I can't stress how happy I am for the Fed. It's such a lovely bloke. And one of the good guys in darts. Really glad for him. Yeah, definitely. Right, let, let, let's let's get on. We've, we've started. Everyone in the comments as well. What was your thoughts on the Masters, the 24 and everything like that? We'll come in chronological order. So we'll get to the Premier League and everything um, like that. But first of all, we'll start at the beginning. Not right at the beginning, but the, the, the last day. Um, so the quarterfinals were done, dusted. Just that bottom one. Johnny Clayton's finishing. So oh nice my days! Like you said earlier. Thanks, um, <laughs> thanks, Lou or Jimmy. But <laughs> 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 um, right, let's move on to the semi-finals because we covered the quarter-finals in the walk-on. First up, world champion against the wily old veteran Mervyn King, and what an absolute belter it turned into be. The world champion was dethroned, but should he have won? Miss Doubles cost him and punished by Gob's boy. Gob, we'll let you start on this one as you're sat there smirking like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> I just I just want to stay like this and, and let Jared talk this one over. I just want to let him know because he's... He's been nice enough because I'm getting a bit old now. I turned 26 of the week that Jar does have to keep reminding me that Gerwin Price is the new just world champion award number one. So, yeah, just, just a friendly actually, reminder as I'm getting a bit old. Actually, Not as old as you two, but I'm getting a bit old. And um, Philip, before, just, just while you keep going, Gob, I've got a little present for you. So give me two seconds. Keep going. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I know exactly what's coming here. Good for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Superb game and the finish from Merv. I mean, I know there was 20 legs before it, but the finish from Merv to win the game was was superb. I was unfortunate enough to be playing a game of darts at the same time. And I just, um, my brother, who I live with, happens to be a Gerwin Price fan. Um, so he's getting kicked out very, very soon. Um, <laughs> but I can hear him screaming, going, go on, Gezi, from the other room. And I happen to be playing darts, laptop, knacker, as you do. But I had um, live darts data on my phone. And I saw the one two one go in and screamed back at him from the other side of the house that the rest of the neighbours in the street could have heard that I've got him. And that Gerwin Price was not going to emulate Peter Wright. How does that feel, Jarlath? 
But all I'll say is, is Gob, is you, you can see you can see the wonderful thing that's on here now, can't you? Look, look there he is. Your world champion, your world number one, everybody, Gerwin Price. Just thought I just thought not I'd my world champion Gob constantly. Pardon, sorry, not my world champion. I'm I'm not my world champion. I'm BDO through and through. Yeah, so you don't have one then this year. There is, there is only one world yeah, champion so yeah. this year. <laughs> all hail Wayne Warren. Real seriousness. Yeah, we all, all hail Wayne Warren. Uh, all, uh, all the mad world champion actually is Wayne Warren, isn't he? Yeah. Just, just throw it out. So there we go. So he is. Prep, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so there he is. No, in all seriousness, look, this is this is the thing about Gezi. Um, I I got on Merv at twenty to one uh, on Saturday. I thought he was going to do bits. I thought he was really going to really do well um, in this tournament. This is actually the first time I think Merv really got had a real problem in this tournament. You know, uh, he comfortably dispatched Dozer, comfortably beat Rob Cross, and I'm sure we'll talk about him uh, in a little bit when it comes to the Premier League. Nathan Aspinall didn't look comfortable at all uh, with his new darts. And the, the problem for, for Merv was that he just didn't seem to get going the entire the entire way. Like, you know, they were still averaging, you know, it was, it was 97 to a 90 on average. But after leg 11, they were averaging mid-80s. They were getting very, very tense at this point. But this is a great stat, which I just was just uh, stealing of this one, right? This is after, was it just after the game? Yeah, it was. Mervyn King's checkout percentage on the ball at this year's Labyrinth Masters was five of seven. That's mental, right? And to finish it off with a 127 and game on the ball to make another final and to dispatch the world number one, he's gone through the world number four, the world number five, and now the world number one to make a final. That is not bad at all for Merv, but you're right, Phil, when you say... You know, price of scoring power was there. 10, 10 180s in over 21 legs is brilliant. But he just lost his way too many times at key moments on doubles. That was as simple as plain as that. I thought he had the game pretty much wrapped up. At, um, well, I think it was 6-4, wasn't it, that he was at one stage. Uh, if memory says correctly, yeah, it was 6-4. He was going into the second break. I thought that that was that. But just crucial, crucial doubles missed by Gezi. And we haven't seen that from Gezi for a while. So I don't know if that's an outlier, but it just didn't look great. But fair play to him. Fair play to Merv. You know, I we all want Merv in King in the Premier League. And I'm gutty that he's not there because he would have been brilliant for 16 weeks. I'd have loved that. But, you know, we'll come on to the ferret, I'm sure, in a second. But great, great, great stuff from Merv. And he will win one. I, I've got to think he's going to definitely win one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it could be Terry Jenkins all over again. That's now six on the bounce in finals. That's not. That's they start still playing time. on your mind. Still time. There's still time. And then from there, semi-final number two. It was the ferret against Snakebite, and there was an interesting comment on the walk-on. But we won't go into that. It's not past the watershed yet. Jarlath looks blank. The ferret and the snake comment. <laughs> oh yes, very good. Give me a second. Yes, very, very good. Yes, very Back good. Back in the room. Very, very good indeed. Yeah. yeah I, um, I, 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 that one took a second. That one really took a second. And uh, the ferret. Eleven ten over Snakey, and if I'm being honest, that scoreline flatters Peter Wright. 
I thought he was outplayed the whole of that semi-final. Well, he kept in with his checkouts, didn't um, he? Like he was ten or seventeen. He was ten or seventeen on the outshots, wasn't he? So I don't think he was outplayed. I think, I think he let himself back into the game. I think Clayton left it, left a little bit back into the game. But the one oh seven, when he was seven four, when he was seven four up, the one oh seven from Snakey to make it seven five, I think gave Clayton the jitters. And I think the crucial leg was the thirteenth leg, where Clayton missed four for the mat, uh, for the leg, and Snakey missed two, and Clayton came out and won that. And I think that those were key moments there. But I I don't think that at any stage during the game, especially because of what had happened the previous four three rounds, I don't know if Clayton was in any trouble whatsoever. But Wright was just very very clinical on the checkout. So I, I, I you know not as clinical as as, as Clayton was against Wade. Um, but he, he, he just kept himself in the game. And you've got to try and do that. But fair play to Clayton. Once again, last leg decider, you know, goes goes off for the max, <laughs> you know, goes off with back-to-back against Michael Van Gerwen, delivers an 11 data against uh, against Blady. And then he goes and does this. Mental. <laughs> uh, Willie has just said in the comments, footgate with Merv. Yep. <laughs> we'll come I'll on talk to that, about no that. when we do the questions. Um, oh yes, but God, your your boy, your boy Snakey, again says he's bought the wrong darts. Played steady all weekend, but that being his brilliant best. Where are we with Peter Wright right now? I don't know. I I personally think that that shaped barrel is the right one for him. Whether it's that grip or not, and and that setup is a different matter. But it was steady and consistent. He says he's been on the practice board, but. Again, a lot of his build-up was was talking about Michael Van Gogh and unprovoked talk as well. I could understand if it was people goaded him into questions and that sort of thing, but it was unprovoked talk about Michael Van Gogh and who, that's not his worry right now. His worry has to be going and getting his world title back from Gerwin Price. Michael's tinkering with does. Well, his his world title? Well, it, he had it last. <laughs> You know what I mean? He was the last to have it. Look, didn't keep hold of this one either, all right? Gerwin wasn't the one to take it from him. But he's just lost two of the titles he was holding. That That's massive. He needs to reset. I think he's definitely a player that overthinks the game a lot. Tell by the amount he changes and, and flicks around and has different no. setups for different reasons in his own mind. Um, I'm not convinced throwing in an Under Armour's Sure, is the best for anybody. I think it it tightens your arm a little bit. As somebody's tried it a couple of times, varying different shirts, that that just is no good for your action. I think I think it tightens your your elbow and um, your bicep a little bit too much, even the loose fitting ones. So yeah, look, he's definitely searching for something. Still made the semi final. Still a good out in. Um, was beaten by the better man on the day. Johnny Clayton had 105, 104 and 104 averages throughout the day. So you can't bemoan that. But he needs to find that extra gear now and and start picking up titles again if he's going to go deep at the back end of the year. This is the perfect time to launch it and really assert himself. And and he needs to evict someone from his head that's living there rent-free. 
whoever does MVG's tweets is the uh, one he needs to evict, I think, more than anything else. <laughs> Moving on to the final, it was the king swiftly moving Ferris. swiftly on. Nothing to see here. <laughs> nothing to see here. Don't know what you're talking about, everybody. Don't um, know what you're talking about. Um, the ferret was sensational in the final, and it shouldn't be a spoiler alert because anyone that doesn't know this, where have you been for the last 24 hours? But there it is, the ferret, Johnny Clayton, winning his maiden. PDC TV singles title because he already has one televised title to his name. Now he has two, and it was a sight to be seen. The look on his face was just magnificent, Jar. Ah, oh, mate, of course it was. Like you know, especially when you go and leave sixteen after nine. <laughs> Could have been a ten dart leg to go and win your maiden TV title on your own. That takes some stones, to be fair. Uh, I loved it as well, because he said he needs to be did with you afterwards, that he thought it was a best of 25. <laughs> Where does the PDC ever <laughs> play best of 25, ever? We know that the, we know that the ferret miscounts all the time, but come on now. Um, and also, I just say, the look when he was told that he was in the Premier League, it was just magical, magical to see. And... To turn that one round, really, I thought was brilliant. From 5-3, I thought he was just unplayable. I thought the big moment in the game came when he hit the 1-3-6 to level at five legs all. Because even though Merv was miles back in the leg, and it could have been, you know, 14-15, I think it put the, the seed of doubt a little bit into Merv because Merv never really got going off the back of that, I don't think. Merv's brilliant checkout, one, two, eight to go and get the early break, but the averages don't lie. 104.1 to 94.9, 10 point higher average, nine, point five, uh, nine points higher. It just didn't quite click for Merv, and I don't think it really clicked throughout the entire session. But as I said before, Ferret's gone and done this the hard way. You go and go 6 5 against the Grand Slam champion in Jose de Sousa, 10 9 against Michael Van Gerwen when you had chances for the match as well, when you, were th- when you could have been thrown for the match at 10 7. You then come back 9 6 from James Wade and have just produced one of the greatest checkout performances, probably the greatest checkout performances, certainly in leg play in history. You then beat the defending Masters champion, and then you go and produce a, te- a 12 dart leg when it could have been a 10 to go and win your maiden TV title. And Phil, you know um, the ferret a lot better than most. I'm sure you can all we can all agree on this. He is possibly one of the, if not the nicest person on the tour. I don't think anybody... The fact that there were so many people coming out, darts players, saying they were chuffed for him, just shows you the esteem that they that they hold of him. Oh, um, unbelievable guy. I'm one of the best sense of humours you'll come across as well. It was just He's just so, so funny. Um, but he has got some big decisions to make because potential 16 weeks in the Premier League, can he be a part-time dark player and full-time plasterer, God? Don't think so. I don't think so at all, especially not with the demands of a full season. He might get away with it this year. Who knows? Speaking to Barry earlier, there's a potential that they might block some of the Premier League. I think he was he was trying to drop that hit, possibly. So, if they block that, it's certainly a possibility for him to start with. Um, but on the resumption of a full tour, to travel on a Tuesday, media commitment on a Wednesday, play on the Thursday night, 
travel again on the Friday, potentially to a Euro Tour qualifier, depending on where he sits on that order of merit um, to play Pro Tour Saturday, Sunday, or travel to Europe to play a Euro Tour um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come back Monday, start again. There's just not enough days in the week for him to stay as a plasterer. Um, if the Premier League goes full time, he'd have to at least take a sabbatical from work, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one, trying to juggle commitments. Um, but that is the Masters, but we're not quite done. We can't just leave it there, gentlemen. I'm going to ask you now for your game of the tournament and your favourite memory or what you were most pleased to see from the tournament. And, of course, get involved in the chat room right now. So I want to hear yours. Game of the tournament and thing you were most pleased to see during involving the Masters. Like, you can't say you weren't warned. You know they were coming, so you should have done your homework, gentlemen. <laughs> Something like that, anyway. <laughs> got to hand it in. The dog ate it. The dog ate it. <laughs> Come to I you first, Jar. first, Gob. Oh, well, I don't mind going first, but Gob, I don't want to steal your thunder. So I, I, I have a memory, but I, I don't want to steal your thunder because I think I know what you might say might be your favourite memory of the tournament. So I'll let you go. Do you? I think so. My my, my game of the tournament and my favourite thing from this tournament go hand in hand, I think. My game of the tournament goes very, right back to the first round. It's, it's Lewis versus Smith. I and knew where you go. The favourite part you, I of this tournament is Adrian Lewis is back. In inverted commas, like we've been saying about MVG for years. And look, we've just spoken a lot about Johnny Clayton. And I'm going to, I'm not going to be disrespectful, but I'm going to throw a little bit of a spanner in the works now. In getting into the Premier League, I'm struggling to find excitement in that lineup. There's a lot of methodical or more methodical throwers that don't hit the big averages as often, don't hit the 180s as often, and in my mind, don't fly around the board quick enough to make a high checkout exciting as a fan. And players like Adrian Lewis and players like Michael Smith are the sort that get crowds going, are the ones that get fans excited because the game can turn when they're playing in a matter of seconds. And, and having Lewis back, not only back on the board, but actually the way he interviewed, the way he carried himself, the fact he was in a positive mind frame enough to be jovial and start taking the mick out of Gerwin Price, all right, backfired on him later on. But Lewis wasn't doing that for the last 18 months because he was so concerned with his own performances. He, he came in as a, a completely different man, if you like. Those, those minor changes are just getting on with it. And, the thing that epitomised that the most was the 127 in game shot. The double A after he dropped the dart was so nonchalant. It was so Adrian Lewis. Could you imagine any other player picking up a dart, barely readdressing the hockey and just chucking it in like that as if it was nothing against Gary Anderson? There, well, there just isn't enough characters like Adrian Lewis, A, in the game full stop, and B... In that Premier League lineup for me. Well, this is the thing, because I'm gonna say the only player that I could think of doing that so nonchalantly is Gando. 
that's the only part of the player that will just be that nonchalant about it. Um, and I thought that that would be your case. So I didn't want to steal it, to be brutally honest, mate. Because I've got two in my head that I can do with. I think the thing for me about the game of the tournament is that the reason why I prefer Smith-Lewis to James Wade against Johnny Clayton, because even though Clayton's achievement was phenomenal and I don't want to take that away from him, that Smith v. Lewis game was so pacey, it was so quick, and it was just brilliant, brilliant to watch. Like, watching them two slug it out, basically just pinging in big dart after big dart, Appreciate the averages aren't the greatest, you know, 95 to 96, but it just was a very, very easy on the eye game to watch. And I think that to me was my game of the tournament. I'm going to go and agree there, Gob. But I think the the one that memory that I'll have from this is because, as we all know, the Masters is my favourite tournament, as we all know. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> is that we've had... 16 to 24 players. The expanded format has showed that it's worked. I am more than happy to be proven wrong. And again, viewing figures from ITV4, from what I've been told, were pretty damn high. And I appreciate, you know, not many people have got anything else to do at the moment on a Sunday night, but pretty damn high. And I think that having that relevance of the 10th spot, dangling the carrot, as it were, has really, really helped this tournament. And I think that expanding the field to 24, making it, yes, a glorified Euro Tour, like I've called it, you know, it, that, that is the case, but because you're playing best of 11. But what you've done is you've made a very boring tournament normally for the first time ever in its ninth year relevant. And there's no doubt about that. And full credit to Matt and to Barry and to everybody at ITV who pushed for that as Barry mentioned in the interview we did with him. So my abiding memory is the fact that we had two people who wouldn't have even been playing in this format this year come through and have that Premier League shootout that we all wanted. My game of the tournament, I was close to you, Gob, and I'm torn between two. I'm torn between Anderson and Lewis and mm. Wade Clayton for different reasons. Clayton Wade, because Wade and um, because Clayton saved the Premier League. I mean, finishing was unbelievable. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> your um, cage, Philip. <laughs> and the Anderson-Lewis game was vintage Lewis. I think I tweeted out the first two sessions, that was vintage Adrian Lewis in those. So I'm going to go Clayton Wade just because those last four legs were some of the most special darts I think I've ever seen. Granted, it's only four legs, but they were that good. So I'm going that. My moment or memory of the tournament, you said it earlier, was Lewis's double eight for the one, two, seven in game. It was just Super. the most poetry in motion. Anyone that doesn't throw darts or isn't a big fan, that's what it's all about. It was the action, the rhythm, and, and everything like that. So that's mine. Jar, you touched on it there. I'm just going to bring a clip in of Barry, how the expansion of the Masters actually came about. Yeah, it's funny, really, because you look there and you say, everyone goes, God, that was a good move. That was, that was smart. You know, two blows got to the final outside. The truth of the matter is, in conversations with ITV, who have been big supporters of ours, they said, look, the Masters does good business. Is there any way you can make it an extra section? 
And I just said, oh, we could go 24. Yeah, that would be great. So there was no master plan at all. It just sort of evolved into it. And, and it, it's good because it does give eight more players a chance. And, and two of them took it with both hands. Didn't they? It was unbelievable entertainment. Unbelievable dark. So there you are, ladies and gentlemen. It came to 24 just because ITV wanted another session. That was the simple <laughs> matter. It's Basically, almost it's like the, the TV broadcaster board. wanted it. Almost, yeah, but to say, it's almost like the TV broadcasters have some sway over what goes on the TV screen. So who would have thought that? They pay for what they get. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that certain players will always play third or fourth game, depending how many there are in a session in an evening? Weird how that works, isn't it? Weird how that works. It's last minute change that nobody told me about while I'm tweeting from not watching the game. Yeah. James Wade being Johnny Clayton appeared <laughs> twice on our Twitter thing it is the uh, next game. <laughs> right, let's let's go let's go. Let's head over to the chat room because it is absolutely buzzing um tonight. Let's see what you all are saying about the Masters. Let's scroll right back. Um a lot of people going for Wade and Johnny as their game of the tournament. I don't disagree. Adrian Lewis getting a lot of love. In the chat room, as always, uh, Jacob said, "I wouldn't get excited. I wouldn't say Lewis is back until he does it in a ranked event." Uh, look, I don't mean the, the TV titles. In my opinion, having spent a lot of time around them and the players, the players don't treat TV tournaments any different, whether it's ranked or unranked. It's a TV event to them. They're on TV. They're showcasing them and their sponsors. So I don't think they treat them any different. It's not the tournament for me. It's We've seen glimpses of Lewis over the last couple of years that we've been clinging on to, hoping that he gets back somewhere near the player that he once was. And he's only managed to sustain that for two, three legs and then disappoints for a couple of legs, lets players back in and, and fails, fades away and falls out of games. He hadn't won a game on TV before this event in 191 days. And then he goes and beats Michael Smith and Gary Anderson. Like, he looked very, very good <laughs> in doing it. so, and he just has to maintain that now. Like, I'm not sat here saying that Adrian Lewis is about to win the next world title, although he does absolutely love Ali Pali, even when he's playing pants, Danny Baggish aside. Um, but there is that hope and excitement that we're going to see Lewis on TV more, and he's going to do those special things. He's going to turn up before an event, promise a nine data and then hit a nine data in the Premier League. Like Lewis is one of those players who has that moment of magic in him far more often than a lot of the one, two, eight. Completely agree. Um, in the comments, that one's already been yet yeah, 10 grand for a players championship. When we'll touch on the super series later on in the show. Um, According to Barry as well, the Premier League carrot, I think, is going to be a permanent dangle for the Masters. Certainly sounded that way, which is a good thing, because like we said, it makes the it makes Masters relevant. relevant. Exactly. Like, I always used to have, I always used to have loving having the Masters off. Now I have to actually work it. It's garbage, but it's, it's good for us. <laughs> um, here we are, David. Maybe a silly question. How come Johnny wasn't wearing the online darts logo? Just did it for a couple of tournaments, mate. That, that was all. Um, but You'll see it popping up again shortly on some TV events. I, I, I can safely say that. Um, I'm very excited about this one as well. Yeah. Depending on and what the they're on, maybe even twice in the UK Open. Two all places, yes. Very, very quickly. All I'll say is very, very quickly, right, 
One of them in particular, one of it where it is, they're currently in a spot for the big one in, in Blackpool. So hopefully, hopefully, looking at the rankings... Can we drop some more hints, Phil? Can no, we say anybody get to previously? Because, again, again, potentially, if someone comes through Q school, it might be on three at the UK Open. We haven't told us about that one. No. Uh, to, to be fair, you can guess this one because he lives not far from. Oh, I know exactly. I know exactly the third one is now. I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly that one yeah. is. Yeah, he doesn't live a million miles. Relative, and he's formerly fit... a tour card holder as well. Uh, yeah, and he fitted my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Fair enough. <laughs> um. So. That is it, right? Marty says very, very quickly. Marty says, please tell Marty says in there quickly, please tell me what is Barney. Can you imagine if Barney ever wore the OD logo? What would God do? I think he'd sort of implode. The thing is, the minute our logo goes on it, I instantly want that top. So I'm scouring for a Johnny Clayton top with the online darts logo on it. I wouldn't try and collect the others. That are now going on. I couldn't do it to myself. <laughs> uh, to be fair, again, sorry, Target are great at most things. They're brand and thing. But Barney's new shirt is horrible. That tiger on the back yes. looks like something from a 90s. Oh, it's horrible. Just horrible. They get most <laughs> things right, but not that. <laughs> um, right, moving on. Like we said, with that win, we now have a complete 10-man Premier League lineup. Now, there's going to be a That's lot of discussion about this. Where did you get that from? I know. <laughs> <laughs> every time tonight. Every time tonight. To be fair, I have credit in, in the um, bio. I've done, I've done my bit. I've told everyone where they come from. I haven't just stole them. <laughs> um, a lot of talk. Around this lineup, we touched on it earlier. Now, in the chat room, does this Premier League lineup excite you? No, because for no. me, it doesn't. I hate they're all good players, nope. however, that 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 boom, that excitement factor isn't there with this lineup. And can I just no, say, it's not, not a stating that any of these players shouldn't be in this lineup. They have all completely deserved it. The PDC dangled the yeah. carrot for the final spot and Johnny grabbed it with both hands. You can sit here and debate whether James Wade, Michael Smith or Dave Chisner are all unlucky to not be included, but they're not. These are the 10. They've all earned it one way or another, depending on top four, a major winner last year or, or winning the Masters. So, look, we're, we're not saying that. I'm just looking at it and looking at the pace some of these players at. We saw the way that Dimmy controlled games last year. Nathan Aspinall does have a good little rhythm to him, but isn't, again, the quickest. Gary, on song, amazing. Off song, not the fastest. Um, him v. Michael is always a good game. Gezi, quick enough. Peter Wright slows the game down a little bit or has a more methodical action. Glenn Durant's the same. Rob Cross stepping back, hitting a double. I've said that for a long time about Cross as well, that... 
it's difficult to get excited about a Rob Cross big checkout because of the time between Dart 2 and Dart 3. I think that takes a little bit away of it. It's almost as if he's just approaching the hockey for a single Dart and have double when he hits it. Jose, yes, hits 180s. Yes, miscounts is exciting, but you just want to see that little bit more character from him. And, and Johnny's the same. It's going to be the first time he's been up there. You still question whether Johnny really has the belief that he's one of the best players in the world, right? He's now picked up the World Cup and the Masters, but even then, the way he talks and the way he carries himself, you're still hesitant as to whether Johnny believes he can win this tournament. And I want to see 10 players in this tournament that believe they can win this tournament. Yeah, but realistically, God, this is a genuine question about the, the whole of darts at the moment. Well, you've talked about this big four, potentially, Big three at the moment, but the fourth, if Ando turns up, which I think he will do eventually. But you've got Price, Wright and Van Gerwen all over a million quid on the order of merit. Rob Cross is next at half a mil. So there's a 500 grand gap between the field and the top three. Realistically, the top three will be there and it's whoever, whoever performs best over the four, over, you know, will get the fourth spot. You know, Price will get out the odd day when he's off, but uh, but what? What do you mean? Well, will the top three be there? Because Price's Premier League record is absolutely atrocious. Will. He will tell you yes, that himself that he draws world. far too many games. Peter Wright's going to tinker left, right, and centre. We still don't know if he's going to settle. He hasn't looked the same player since the Masters last year. MVG told everybody he's about to he use new darts for the men. They look very, very similar to his old ones. They look very similar to his old ones, with a hint of, of James Wade in there, as, as me and Phil have looked at. But we still don't know which one of him is going to turn up. He didn't make the last four last year. It's all right saying they are the big three or, or big four, but they're still not nailed on certs and all. We've got a race for the last spot. This could evolve into a, a scrappy Premier League in which anybody could do anything. Yeah, but that, but I mean, you say about that about right. He still made the semi-finals of last year, and he won a European Championship. He didn't have a necessarily a, a bad year. He just had a he just had a worse year because he didn't have to do perform well in the other ones. The more and more right. he tinkers, and the Gerwin. less and less likely I'm back into win anything again. Yeah, and and I, and I totally agree with you. But Price, Wright, and Van Gerwen should be the top three in any order. I imagine Van Gerwen, uh, Philip. You know, you're our official MVG correspondent on this show. I imagine that the Green Machine will be um, pretty much fighting his ass off to make sure that he's back on top spot and back on the, the number one spot, which is his. Correct? Yeah, the, the, the new darts will be getting aired at the Super Series. Well, obviously, we can touch on that when we talk about the Super Series. But the, the new darts will 100% be aired there. So, so we'll, we'll okay. see. Okay. So, so let's just, for the argument's sake, then let's just go with the top three and then whomever else. The other, the other seven players that are in this Premier League, I, I'm more than happy to stick my neck out. Bold call here, I know, but I'm more than happy to predict that those three will will be safe. They won't get relegated. Anybody disagree? I don't know. I'm not. They won't get relegated. They won't get relegated. No. Right. So, no. So, so my point is this. The other seven that are involved in this, even Gandalf, to a certain extent, if he doesn't get going, uh, he's probably the least likely out of the rest of the seven. But the rest of that seven, any two of them can go down. 
because they are that out of form. It is madness. People are talking about Rob Cross in the in the comments. Look, he has to be in there because he's number four in the world. Like that is just the rule. That is the only rule of the Premier League. Top four get in. Whether he'll be in next year, that's a completely different story. But we will. But it will all depend on what he does this year because it's a huge year for Mr. Cross. But the rest of that, the rest of that lineup, any seven of them can go down. Any 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 two of the seven will go can go down. Because they're all that form, apart from obviously the ferret, who is now in, in in a position in the Premier League. The rest of them, God knows what's going to happen. I, you know, we had a conversation uh, with with our the rest of our writers in our team earlier today. I agree with them in a way that I struggle to remember a Premier League better than probably I'm going to say 2017. That lineup in the Premier League was was absolutely class. Van Gerwen and was that when it was the top Jack ten? Hot. Uh, I think that might have been it. Is, yes, is but I'm not too sure. The top ten. Well, they picked Van Gerwen, Gando. Uh, yeah, Van Gerwen, Gando, right? Lewis, Wade, Taylor, Chisnell, Clarsen, Van Barneveld, and Hybrex. At the time, that is the best lineup that I can ever remember in the Premier League. I think it might be the next year. Where they the most, just, just, just. One of them is the most controversial that? pick ever. How Clarsen got? Oh, I know how Clarsen got a Premier League spot. Yeah, but at the time, I'd rather have Classen in the Premier League now than, than, than some of this lot. Oh, yeah. For but, quickness. Yeah, for when, quickness. When you look at it, value, yeah. What? Right. In, in that lineup, just personal opinion, when they're all playing, even when they're playing well, there's only four that I actually would like to, not like to watch, but get on with it. Yeah. Me. yeah, and Peter Wright isn't, and Peter Wright isn't one. I of just them. don't get me wrong. Peter, Peter Wright is a fabulous excited about some of these players, but if for me, he doesn't. He makes it difficult, as in the pace but of flow is, and everything. Yeah, but this is the, the point Premier about League the Premier League is about rat tat tat. Go on, you go. You go. Yeah, but the, the, the Premier League is the Premier all about League showcasing. That, yes, but. You talk about this ticking boxes, right? And they have to tick boxes because they win a major. That is, that's essentially the golden rule. If you win a TV title, you're in. Apart from if you're Paul Nicholson. But the point is, is this. Whichever 10 go in there, the Premier League is not for us to watch on Sky. Like, obviously, it's a big deal that they want the TV audience in there. But it's the closest that most people will come to having a night at the darts because a lot of people won't go to Blackpool unless you're a true darts fan and watch the match play. They might go to the Alley Pally because they hear about it and do that. But for people in, say, Manchester, Liverpool, Birmingham to an extent, although I appreciate Leicester and Wolverhampton if you, you know, if you take the Champions League at the Grand Slam, uh, Brighton, for example, Berlin, Rotterdam, those are the closest they're all going to get to having a night in their city. So... For them, the Premier League will sell out because it isn't for us darts fans at all. It isn't for the true darts fan, the Premier League. It's to get people in the arenas, in the local area, seeing darts and then maybe going at it from there. Whoever go, whoever comes in, the Premier League will sell out. It's just what happens. Yeah, look, it, 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 it is what it is. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced. There's a few... I, I think that Dimitri, I think that Dimitri will be all right. The Asp, 
as long as he sorts out his new darts and used to him, I think he'll be okay. The next lot will be fine. I think Glenn's will go back to basics. I think we might see a more familiar setup from him coming up. I think he might go back to what he knows works and what he's won with. Rob, we, we genuinely just don't know. Jose, has he been the same player since he won the slam? Not even Not quite. sure. And, and 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 arguably the ferret is the most informed player out of the outside the top three right now. Will he still be by the time we kick the Premier League off in eight weeks? Well, we don't know that. I, I completely. I, we 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 genuinely don't yeah. know that. It, it is the thing. Only time we'll tell on that one. Let's head over to the chat room. There's some really good questions. In it. We've been looking at them. Don't worry. Um, snooze fest for 16 weeks. Not sad. Not not, not disagreeing. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't on. say it'd be a snooze fest because there will be a couple of great games in there. Like there will be a cut. There will be at least I think one decent game a night. But it's just when we when we play it. Like you know those nine weeks in the first part of Judgment Night. It's just not going to be fun. Like when we're not doing that. It's just not. There are going to be some nights where you, we will look at it and go, "Bloody hell, it's a slog." Yeah, you've just hit the nail on the head there. There's going to be some nights where there is at least one good game. That's not what the Premier League should be. Yeah. I want to be excited by Agreed. at least four out of five fixtures and hope that maybe the night that I'm going, I haven't got the the relegation scrap. But even then, the relegation scrap is interesting, isn't it? Like, I, I want to be entertained by the Premier League. That's the point of it. If I'm going to have to sit and watch it every single week and sit here and talk to you about it on a Monday and back it up and go, right, we'll start with a Premier League from the week before, then we'll talk you through the weekend's action. I want to be able to sit here and go, wow, absolutely love the Premier League. It was so memorable. We haven't seen it for four days. There's been so much more darts in between. I can tell you every single thing that happened whilst they were in Sheffield last week. I'm not going to be able to do that this year. There's some serious note-taking we're going to have to take to deliver this Premier League as excitable as fans. And I don't, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and say I'm not looking forward to it because it's the Premier League and you always do. And, but there's just something missing this year. That That's my personal opinion. I'm, I'm not slagging it off. But the, the players all deserve to be there. But there is it's missing that X factor this year, that, that pace of play, that moment of magic, I think. Just one quick point, because I know we need to move it on, PB. With this Premier League, do we think that there's a bit of apathy towards the Premier League now? We've gone back to 10. Because I think that there is that sort of thing of going, while the contenders was great at the time, it, it needed to go. Like There's no doubt about that. But now we've gone back to a straight 10 format where we will lose two as we did for four or five years. I do wonder if there's a bit of apathy towards the Premier League now, towards the fans. It's still a very important tournament. It's still part of the mythical Triple Crown that a certain television network wants to try and promote. But for, for Darts fans, is that that moving back to 10 a big problem? Because I think it might be. Yeah, look, I just think if you're going to go back to 10 and have two relegated, which is saying, I know the PDC say they're eliminated. They don't say they're relegated. Players have to fear being relegated or eliminated, however you want to put it. At the moment, there's no fear. Where, for me, look, 
this will never happen, by the way, before everyone goes up in arms in the comments because the, the risk mm. is too high. But if you're relegated, you should not be allowed to be picked for the following year unless you're in the top four. I totally agree with Because that, yeah. obviously, is, is the rule. Totally agree Is, is the rule. Look, I, look, players have to fear finishing in the bottom two. At the moment, some of them love it because they get eight weeks of Premier League and they go, ha, oh, I can go home for eight weeks now. I haven't got to do the six, whole 16 mm-hmm. weeks. But there's no fear made enough, of finishing made enough in the money, sponsorship-wise and, and payment-wise to be there, the travelling, that sort of thing. But they get their rest and they get a jump on the rest of these guys before they head off to the World Series and before they head off to the match play. And also, as well, think um, about it. You've got, just for, just for turning up in that last spot, you get 35 grand. To win that, you've got to make round three or four of the Worlds or meet the quarterfinals of a match play. If you could turn up for 35 grand and eight weeks, even if you are, or nine weeks, and you don't perform great, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll take 35 grand for nine weeks worth of just throwing a dart. Absolutely. Yeah, just got some questions in the chat room. I'm going to play a buzzer clip as well. Andrew says, on, sub- uh, on subject, PL, is Dimitri having knee surgery this week? He's having it on Tuesday next week. He's still in the UK, had his COVID test today. Results back tomorrow. Because obviously, you've got to have a negative test within 72 hours to, to travel back to Belgium. So he travels back to Belgium tomorrow and then he is in early part of it's either Monday or Tuesday next week. 100% is having the operation. So, yes, that is. Um, let's go through. A bit harsh on right. He's not slow. I, I think he, for me, he is. But, hey, that darts, that darts is all opinion based. He's, he's, he's methodical. Fabulous player. I'm, I'm not arguing that. That's not a, not a debate. I'm not saying he's not fabulous. But, would I like to watch Peter Wright play or would I like to watch Adrian Lewis play? No contest for me. Yeah. Just agreed. because of yeah. the, 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 the way it is. Um, so let's go through. Um, a lot of people agree with your idea playing. of the fact that anybody, I'm just saying, a lot of people are agreeing actually that a lot that people who are in the top, you know, if you, if you get relegated, unless you're in the top four, you shouldn't play next year. I, I, think, I, think you, I think you've hit the nail on the proverbial there, Phil. Yeah, look, I just think it has yeah. to be feared, is is, is the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, we're going to play first of all, we've got two Bazza clips. Uh, but very quickly, have we got the clip about Barney in the Prem? Have you lo- have you loaded that up? Um, let me do the one how, first of all, the board decided on how they were making the decision, because this is brilliant. I think it's about 10 minutes before it was announced. I mean, the whole of the PDC ball, you know, we're on this Instagram, you know, WhatsApp, sorry, um, feature, so we can talk to each other. And we had said at the World Championships um, that we were going to leave one spot. And I think whether we've, we hadn't actually said we're going to leave it till after the, uh, we're going to make our decision at the end of the Masters. What we said is, we're going to leave it until after. We didn't say when after, if you want to be tetchy about it. But as it was evolving, you know, and the, 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 the drama was, was coming out, and it looked more and more likely that you were going to get potentially a winner. I think we all felt that we'd more or less committed ourselves to saying, 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's an argument to say because the Premier League is going to be a, a little bit delayed in terms of it, you know, sort of starting February, starting end of March. We could have waited to the UK Open, but we only had one slot. So the first bloke that got in, it deserved it. And I think during the evening, during the interval between the semi-finals and final, we were all between texting each other saying, I think we're really committed to this. What do you all think? And everyone went, yeah. There was no, there was no, it was unanimous decision. We thought whoever won that match deserved to have their, their Premier League slot confirmed. And it was, it was a nice bit of TV because we all decided, don't tell anybody, keep the you know, because it's, it's too much on you if you've got that at stake. And I know how much Mervyn wants to get back in the Premier League. And Johnny obviously wants to make a big splash. So we made sure that no one knew, although they might have guessed it, you know, that's to be honest. But uh, Johnny's face at the end was, well, I think it's worth, worth the drama. You know, it, it was a nice, nice way to handle it. You know, I, I was watching as a normal you know, TV fan and I couldn't wait for them to say, you know, especially when Jackie opened, when we came back before the final, she said, we know something they don't know. And, yeah. and that, all that does is that engages everybody to be part of this little secret, you know. We know something you don't know. <laughs> Gotta love Bazza. <laughs> You've got to love Uncle Barry. The... I'll be honest um, though, have you, have you got the Barney so, clip? Because people have asked in the comments of saying, how, was Barney unlucky to get the 10th spot, not get the 10th spot? I don't know whether they're saying it for a joke or whether they're saying it to actually genuinely be serious. But have you got the Barney clip? I don't, I've, I've, got, I've got a clip. I don't know if it's got Barney in it. I've clipped that many videos today. We'll play the other one. Obviously, for <laughs> those that haven't seen, um, it's, going, it's going behind closed doors the first, I think, probably three or four nights. Um, Baz has spoke about this. If, if I haven't got it clipped up, We'll tell you what he says. So here's Baza part two. Yeah. I think we're probably looking at end of March time-ish um, to stick a few dates together so that we've got a little, you know, you don't want it running right through the summer. So, and then we're looking to get back. I'd love to say in front of live crowds. I'm not sure April's maybe a little bit early, but at some stage during the Premier League, I do believe we will have a chance to put live crowds back in. So realistically, the first block is going to be behind closed doors. You feel for yeah, right? I, I feel it. I feel it has to be because we can't take the chance. You know, every time you wait for something, something happens, and uh, you've got a disaster on your hands. I mean, the essence of the PDC is professionalism, and the fact that we've managed to maintain so many events over lockdown and COVID is all about planning. You know, and you plan on the conservative side in the, in in times of epidemic because you just don't know. And you don't want to be left there with contracts out with major venues and you can't get anyone in there. Realistically, we're better off at Milton Keynes or Bolton or you know, wherever. Because actually the team do a good job making it look and feel. I've been amazed, Phil. So there we have it. Going behind closed doors to start with. Haven't got it, but Barry did say in that interview, that if you haven't checked it out, head over to our YouTube channel after you, the Live Lounge is finished, of course, and check out the full 26 minutes of gold with Barry. But he <laughs> says Raymond Van Barneveld was never, ever, ever in the conversation for Premier League darts. And Gob, you must be so happy. And rightly bloody so. 
My favourite words were the word. It wasn't even that. I heard the social uh, media rumours, and my favourite words were Rain Van Barneveld. Absolute load of rubbish. <laughs> what, to make it yeah. just to make it abundantly clear that he was never vintage Barry. Vintage, vintage. Uh, you look, whatever you might think of Mr. Hearn, and a lot of people I know high, hold him in as high regard as we do. Whatever you might think of Mr. Hearn, he all, always gives you a soundbite, doesn't he? Always gives you a soundbite. You know what's coming next? Can also say, considering he had one. COVID before, he looks fantastic. He looked in great health. Yeah, I know, he, he was just a pleasure to talk to. Absolute pleasure. And um, rule number one. Barry is always right. <laughs> um, just going through some of the comments, do you reckon that Wales could be penciled in for the latest stages, hoping for a crowd? Yeah, possibly. It'll be interesting to see which which nights they can rearrange, alter. Look, from previous and personal experiences, they will want to go to Cardiff. They will want to go to Dublin. Yeah. They'll want to go to Glasgow. Those three and Belfast, if it's at all possible, those four will be on the list. I'm I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Because then up north you've got oh, Manchester, Leeds, Sheffield, all within travelling distance of each other. Mm-hmm. So I think it will be ones that are grouped together, maybe possibly sacrificed for others. As for Rotterdam and Berlin, your guess is as good as mine. It depends when. Well, they'll, they'll keep and well, 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 they'll keep Berlin, won't they? Because Berlin's currently scheduled for the playoffs. Well, it's, it's if you can get in and out of Germany. There's no, if you can't have fans, there's yes. no point going to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> there's no point going to an in empty Mercedes uh, Benz. In Hunger Games fashion, I volunteer Nottingham as tribute because it's been crap the last few years. <laughs> uh, last year was pretty decent. God. Yeah, they chucked F- Fallon there, and it stole. still wasn't as interesting or as exciting in the crowd as you get over arenas. Do you know what? Okay, there's so here's too question, many. Here's a, there's here's too a... many bowl-shaped arenas with players that don't have any connection to the area. Even the hometown hero the year before was Aspinall. And he's about four. He's about half, two and a half hours at the bloody road. Exactly, it was nowhere well, near. So. so... Okay, so here's a question then. Would you think that the the places that had fans last year will be sacrificed because they because they already had fans in? Now that would be Aberdeen, Nottingham, Cardiff, Dublin, Exeter, and Liverpool. Some of them, Exeter's yes. Staying. Exeter. No, Exeter is going because the UK well, opened, they, they, they don't need to have Exeter only gets a Premier League because it is the only place with a roof near Minehead. <laughs> with, with about 50 miles of light of Minehead. For now. We may have just stumbled on the fact there is never going to be another Exeter Premier League. Yeah, the cowshed might be gone completely forever because of the new arena in Bristol. Which well, is where they're intending to move it to. No more no, shit. Come on, one more trip. One more trip with Vincent. <laughs> Please, can we take Vincent to the sheep shearing? <laughs> Please, can we do that? 
Like I would, I, I would um, happily pay pay per view for him to walk around the West Point with the sheep shearing. Have a look at the sheep shearing sign. I'd pay. I would pay money. I'd pay to hire the bulldozer. <laughs> what? And Vincent just completely sheep shear every you know the, the sheep shearing sign gone. Get the GoPro out. We can have Vincent can. Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> I love that already. I think the thing um, is about about Liverpool. I think Liverpool, I think, like you say though, because Liverpool and Manchester are pretty similar, Leeds and Sheffield pretty similar. Um, so I think a couple of them will go. They won't want to leave Dublin. I, I, I if you if that if that goes, I'll be gutted. Yes, Cardiff. Cardiff. They'll want, they'll slowly want Gezi Cardiff. Uh, uh, what about to say? Um, Cam, I'll be in the car with him. Not very. <laughs> Let's just say that um, uh, <laughs> I, I got a lovely little. I got a lovely little letter through from uh, from uh, what I can't remember. West Mercia down that way. I might be Gloucestershire police on the drive down towards Minehead <laughs> last year. Got a lovely little letter through saying you were you were going at a really. I'd say you were going at a really good uh, clip trying to get down there. The points make prizes. <laughs> they certainly do at this point. Not, not when you've got Jar's other job, they don't. <laughs> um, right, before... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell it's been a long weekend. Um, oh, right, before slash. you move on to the Super Series, um, Rach has just asked, in which areas do we all live? So, Gob is in Nottingham. Jar is in Solihull, and I live now. in the south in and Andover, so near Southampton Way. So that's where we are. I'm also, all are currently. Yeah. I'm also in Kozol now, not Solihull, unfortunately. I've I've moved over to Kozol now. People have genuinely seen me walking around with the online dart stuff, going to uh, to a German supermarket that rhymes with Balby, and uh, <laughs> and looking at it, going. I've seen you a couple of times before, right? Eh? A couple of people in Kozel. <laughs> right. There was also some other news breaking today. We have a first block of Pro Tour events, the Super Series, as they have been called. Three blocks of Pro Tours. They obviously they needed to get at least one in before the UK Open. So we've got some sort of seeding. So we know who's coming in at which stage, because it would have been fairly interesting if not. Um, pleased to have Pro Tour action back, gentlemen. I'll say yes now, and then the day before when you ask us who's available for the weekend to cover it, I'll tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> no, mean, I'm joking. We love the sport, and more darts is good. We liked these blocks last year. We thought that was another positive that the PDC managed to stumble their way onto. Um, they worked really well last year, and I think these will work really well this year. They'll work really well to set up the seeding for the UK Open. As you said, we need that. Um, and actually, apart from the Worlds, you think of the players that, that didn't qualify for the Worlds. The last time that some of those players that have a tour card, but didn't qualify for that tournament. The last time they would have played would have been the Winter Series. They'd have been without income for quite a while by the time this gets up and running. And the PDC have always maintained that they're about the one, two, eight, and all of those players. And this is the opportunity for them to to kick on and, and start earning again for the year. And it's we like these blocks. They work really well. 
Yeah, totally agree. Um, I think the, the the fact that we're having these blocks is better for everybody. And uh, again, did you clip this up, Barzi, before I tease it with Baza around what he said? Uh, no. No, okay. I didn't. I didn't get time. So, because like, we were we were on a planning <laughs> meeting. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. We were. Um, so uh, yes, in regards to this, Baza said that he thought that the blocks worked quite well. And long story short, everybody, as we all know, with rule number one, Barry's always right. And if Barry likes it, it's kept. <laughs> so it's going to be kept. And I like this as well because, as Barry said in the interview. People can go and earn a, a significant chunk of money. There's four events going on at one stage there. You know, someone could go and win £40,000 in a week. Not bad. Not bad work for, for a bit of work, to be fair. And I think that having that also gives people a chance to play themselves into tournaments. And I, I, I want this to continue for all the big tournaments. So some series to build up to the match play. Uh, an awesome series to build up to the Grand Prix. The winter series for the final events of the year. I like that because it's that sort of race to in golf. Golf. I mean, you 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 uh, are a golfist, aren't you? When it comes to things like race to Dubai and all this sort of stuff <laughs> in the FedEx playoffs. So, like, it's that sort of thing that that sort of build up to a big event that everybody can get behind. I think. Yeah, completely agree. And look, these form the basis of everything the PDC do. I've had numerous debates as to why we even needed a Q score, especially with everything that's going on. And the logic is they have to fill the 128 because they have to use these events for the basis of everything else. There was talk of just roll the cards over and then you have to consider the fairness of, of doing that and the opportunities that they'll take off people for the next year. Q score had to go ahead because these events need 128 and they need the next tier of players to fill those if they're not there. Not every pro tour goes off with 128 tour card holders. They're filled with the challenge tour players and, and the next ranking player. So the system works. It works in the way it does because that's the way it's designed to and it's superb. And like I said, these these blocks of fours, we've, we've said it a number of times, we really like them. It gives the players to really set themselves into action. They know what they're there for. They can have a couple of bad days and still earn money. That's the big thing, I think, because previously on a weekend, you can go lose a tight one on the first day under a bit of pressure on the second day to earn a bit of money, not get it and come home without even affording your petrol to go back home again. Like this gives the players just that little bit more chance and opportunity to earn a living in a block. 100%. And I also think it was hugely important that players outside the top 24 that obviously played in the Masters they needed some match time before the UK Open. Otherwise, going into the first TV title of the year with no game time could have been disastrous for some of them. Especially, look, yeah, some, we know about... people like Gary could just pick up a dart and play. But some people need to play their way into to form and things like that. Yeah but, yeah, but you think that, though. But also, at the same time, players will come in, you know, the 96 and the 128 coming in round one. You've got the 65, you've got the 97 to, uh, sorry, 95 to 65 uh, coming in round two and 33 to 64 coming in round three or however you want to break it down. They all get a game before they go and play the big boys in the top 32. Now, I appreciate those players in the top 24 to 32 will have a game and that is, that, you know, is, is correct. But a couple of, most of the, most of the, of the ones who wait would come in and would at least have a game under their belt. 
you're, it's potentially six wrong. legs it's, enough. Well, no, I, 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 you know, that's a very, very good and fair point. But at least they will have got some practice in. Like, they would have probably got some on the board. I, I, I'm not denying, by the way, that this isn't a good move. I should stress that now. It's a very, very good move. But if they weren't to have a, a Super Series beforehand, I don't think it would have been as bad as most people might think because they will at least get a couple of games into a potential uh, into a run into the UK Open, potentially. Yeah, no, definitely. I like it. I think the only potential stumbling block or blocks is the travel to and from Europe. Because one's in Germany, and it, which I, at the moment, I see an issue. Unless they can obviously but sort something out with German authorities and and that, but but that's the only kind of the only the only thing is is that like about this the fact that the that one's coming in April, isn't it? So with that one happening in April, they might be a little bit further down the line with vaccination problems. And we uh, look that that's a speculation for another day. Patrick raises a good point when he says, "How will they fill at the place in the Super Series if a tour card holder withdraws? There won't be a challenge to a weekend." Before the first block, will they take players from the Key School Order of Merit or the 2021 Challenge Tour Order of Merit? I presume they'll probably take them for the UK Key School Order of Merit, will they not? It'll probably be the easiest mm, people. I think they might go. Yes, so I think the other way. I think they might go Challenge Tour from last year. What players yeah. still on that yeah, Order of Merit that sense. don't get their card? Yeah. Yeah, like if the UK. To be fair, that's how they're filling yeah. the UK this year, isn't it? It's the top eight challenge tour players from, from last year that don't true. achieve a tour card at Q School tour this card. year are playing in yeah. the UK Open. So I think it'll be from that list and they'll carry on from there and invite players from there and put them on standby. Maybe even a couple of dev tour players. I did see a question earlier. Has I've seen any news about the development tour? Nothing as yet. Um, but you can presume that the PDC will be working on it and making sure they've, they've got an environment for it. But some of these guys Let's do this fair, for all a job, The development tour players don't. The, the, the priority is Q-scoring and getting the tour card holders earning money. Yeah, well, not just them, but they, they, nothing can happen until Q-school is done. So all priority thoughts has gone into Q-school. Once Q-school is done, then I think we'll see more and more come out right we're hopefully going to do this here this here this here but until that happens that i don't think we'll see a lot um there's a good question here from matt where we from richard who are your dark horses outside the usual suspects for the super series well it depends, well, it depends doesn't it because all we've seen really is the top 64 uh, sorry, the top twenty-four. Excuse me. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna throw one under the bus a little bit here and, and say this a little bit. I quite like the look of Adam Hunt. I think he's played quite well recently. Do you not agree? Yeah, I agree. I think, I think, I think Adam he's played Hunt, well. Adam Hunt's got half a chance. I think. Two for me, we've spoken about them before, but I'm looking forward to seeing them play. It's both Challenge Tour, one and two, King Barry and David mm. Evans. 
Looking forward to seeing yeah, Keen Barry, obviously. both of them. Look, Keen Barry's got the potential to be an absolute superstar of, of the sport. And David Evans watched him play a lot on the Modus Live League and then came back and did really well off the back of that on the Challenge Tour. And then we saw him qualify for a European and played well there as well. I genuinely think he's got the game to do damage on the tour. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at players that had a big year last year, I think, but weren't involved. It'll be interesting to see if Devon Peterson has had enough time to recover from the wrist injury and if he can pick up where he left off when he was in form. Um, I think... We, Phil, you spoke to him last week, but Dirk van Dijvenberde will certainly have the bit between his teeth after his achievements last year. Um, yeah. He will want to show everybody that perhaps the move to 24 worked okay for the PDC, but he was an unnamed that was in contention and has, has missed out a little bit because of that move, and he will want to show them that he should have been that 10th pick, I think. So, so those two are big ones to look out for. Um, and Kim Hybrex is another. I thought he ended the year oh. solid without being exceptional. Yeah. He's another one that's on the way back up and he, he, he looked solid he's without not, being though, exceptional. There were moments not. of brilliance from the World Cup. He is, though. He's a former Premier League player. I, I agree. At, at the Worlds, I was very impressed with Kim Hybrex. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I thought uh, he played some really good stuff at the World Championships. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to go and pick up what? a Super Series title, but he's one to watch for the next few months to see if that form carries on, if he's put the work in over Christmas and is serious about a bit of a resurgence. He got, he got beat off the ball by Ryan Searle. What about playing well at the World Championships? I mean, he's another one to watch for these Super Series. If he can carry on where he left off also- last year, he's a threat for... Floor events. Yeah, but he was another one that I perhaps wouldn't want to see in the Premier League because he again not exciting enough. But yeah, he's definitely one up there to win a super series. But he won but he won but he won one, didn't he, back in twenty twenty. So I don't know whether we could call him a dark horse. Um, that's the only problem with that. Um look, I I, I really well, like the look Devin, of the Devon, what are your talk, but I've just picked him. Well, yes, that's a very good point. Um I just think so. Yeah, Adam Hunt's been playing well. I I, I quite like the look of, of the big German. I think he might might do bits as well, potentially. Um, and yet, it, it's difficult to say when you've not seen them for a little while. Callum Ridds could easily go and do bits. He was doing really well towards the back end in the Winter Series last year. Got a lot of time for that. And you know what? As well, sod it. I'll say it. I think Jackpot might end his wait for a title because again he made us he made us he made a uh, Wood Series semi final at the back end of the year made a quarter final as well in the Masters just gone I, I I think that he's got half a chance of doing something pretty damn special up the up the and yeah David Wilson puts in the chat as well also with the big Dutchman Martin Clearbacker don't forget about him the way he's been playing is 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 another one that I'm gonna put together and. I think anyone that comes through Q School will potentially go on and play well in the Super Series because the amount of darts they played in a short space of time, they will be battle ready. 
especially the ones that were Could high you up on the... the order of merit last year. Scott Mitchell, for one, if he gets out of Q school firing, former BDO world champion as well, he's really got the game to do some damage. Yeah. And here's one for you. Could you imagine the scenes? Barney wins his tour card. No. When he's one of the super series. No. <laughs> you know, I've been one of those. Well, I've got videos with Less of your nonsense. More of someone else's. For Barney to win a super series, he'd have to get his tour card. That's not happened, so... Uh, one here from Jacob. I think I know the answer, but Bob, you might know more. Will Carl Anderson be back for the Super Series? I don't think so. Because of trying to get in and out of Australia at the moment. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. Um, I don't know, Gob, I know you speak no to comment. WhatsApp a bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually mid-conversation with him now, um, but I, I don't want to disclose either way. Um, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's still got his tour card and he still is intending to play darts. Read between the lines what you will, but what I know how I'd be taking that, ladies and gentlemen. Cobb doesn't need to say it, but I think it's fair to say that he won't be travelling due to travel restrictions. I know, Cobb, you don't have to say anything, but I can. Um, so instantly there'll be a spot in my opinion right ladies and gentlemen it's that time again we are going to throw i oh, know we're not hello we've got something else to do first but i'm going to change the screen because i'm bored of this one I'm going to make us look a little bit different let me go to this one. <laughs> oh, there we all are oh, lovely um lovely right q i'm not called math professor like yesterday <laughs> Q school plans. Um, of course, we're going to cover Q school here at Online Darts. Um, Jar's come up with a master plan that we were talking about earlier while I was trying to trying to clip stuff and everything like that. So, Jar, floor is all yours. You can um, explain to the world what's going down. Well, I don't know if you've heard about this, everybody, but there is this little thing called Q school going on over the next what's going to feel like 10 years, probably over the the 10 days that it's actually going to happen starts on Monday, the 8th of February. So this time next week is when it starts and it will finish on a Wednesday, the 17th of February. So 10 days of live action of darts. And as Philip has uh, aptly put, we will be covering it all. So from around about 11 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to be with you on the live blog. I think it's going to be 11 a.m. because that's it's, it's the time difference in Europe. If memory serves me correctly, I, I don't know. It all depends on what time Q School actually starts. But we'll be there from either 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. GMT on the live blog. Then from around about 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to be with you every day doing a live stream, talking you through who's, who's uh, done well, who's not doing well. And uh, we'll take you through the final stages, particularly of stage 1A and 1B. The actual final stage of Q School begins on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. There might be some, uh, there won't be any love lost in the PDC world, am I right, lads? Um, and obviously, we'll be here again <laughs> doing the so same cool. thing. Thank you. And uh, we'll be doing the same thing as we did for the uh, for the first stages. We'll be with you from 11 a.m. 12 p.m. on the live blog, and then we will be with you from two till uh, from around about two three o'clock every day 
uh, through to the close of play, uh, giving you uh, the updates as and when they happen. And then finals day itself, the 17th of February, when the, when the cards get handed out. It's not cup collection day, it's card collection day in Niederhausen and in Milton Keynes. And we will be with you every step of the way right here on the stream from 11 a.m., giving you all the ranking changes as they happen alongside us on the live blog as well from 11 o'clock on Wednesday, the 17th of February. So hope you all followed that. We'll be with you on the live blog from around about 11, 12 p.m. every day of Q School. And then we'll be here giving you uh, streaming uh, the action not necessarily the live games, but we'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on from around about two, three o'clock in the afternoon every single day of Q School. And then we'll be with you from midday in the uh, on the final day on the 17th of February, when hopefully all of the online darts team will be joining us throughout the day and we'll get their opinions as the rankings change. And we cannot wait for it. So if you want to follow it all in one place for Q School, the only place you need to be is right here on Online Darts, Philip. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. So we have everything covered for Q School, so you don't need to go anywhere else. Right, it's that time. We're going to throw open the chat room. Your questions, we will answer anything within reason or anything that we can. Obviously, some things may be embargoed, but we will do our best to give you an answer. So please go, go, go. Guys, you've got the chat room open as well, so anything you like, pick out. Uh, start with rate. Any Q school going to be live on PDC? Don't believe so. I think, as as amazing as it would be to have streaming boards at Q school, I think the, they're already playing for enough, and for the PDC to handpick players and names to them be on a live stream, I think it just adds that extra pressure, and it's not quite fair. You can't guarantee that everybody's going to be on those streams over the weekend. Um, I just don't ever see it happening, unfortunately. Also, but very quickly, the beauty of Dark Connect did... is you can watch every single game anyway. And also, as well, just a thought process on this: if um, I don't think they should do it for the um, for, for Stage One A and Stage One B, but I do think that potentially from the last four onwards, every day, get them on the boards, get them used to it, get them used to being streamed. I say, and. You know, Dan Dawson did some updates to PDC TV last year. We know that much. Um, they did on the hour updates from Dark Connect. But I'd like to see the finals, the semi-finals, and the final, particularly if it's going to go down to a tour card. Get them on the boards because you're going to get you. You're going to have to be. No, no, they will probably be on a streaming board when they get back on on the 25th of February for uh, for when they get the tour card because it's just that important because they will want to get the, the exposure. So get them on the board. Yeah, don't disagree. Um, do you know if the Champions League of Darts is still a thing? And do you know anything about the no. home tour? <laughs> the, the Champions League is done. He's dead <laughs> in the water. Your turn, Barzi. Your turn. <laughs> is it embargoed, <laughs> Philip? <laughs> uh, Matt, look, I, look I, I think the Champions League may come back at some point. Um, I think this year, Wait, due to everything that's going on, it in? Nah, the same time they did it every year, apart from it being a different broadcaster. 
Well, what's the point of having a Champions League of darts on a different broadcaster? The, the whole reason the Champions League was created was to get darts on BBC Two. And plus, if we can't go have a World Series, it's a perfect content filler because ITV still want their tournaments. Well, there'll be a World but Series of darts been... finals again. Yeah, but if there's no, but if there's no four or five individual events, they've got to plug somewhere. So look, we'll I don't think it will happen we'll this year, but I think it could be back. As for the home tour. Uh, I'm hearing murmurings, yes, but again, I think everything has been put on the back burner until Q School is done. I think every every thought and every bit of effort has gone into getting this on. Will there be another home tour? Yes, I think there will. Um, it'll be <laughs> home <think>. tour. <laughs> A home tour no, just, just, or PDC home you tour. Think. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I haven't been told. I haven't been told anything officially, but my gut says. After the UK Open, there will be something. You think? <laughs> uh, that's what I love about it. Will Matt Campbell take a tour card of Europe? I think so, yes. I think it's a great move oh, for him to be able to move over and play. Yeah, Danny, Danny Baggish has said, hasn't he? Danny Baggish is coming here. Yeah, I saw Which that. I think is very interesting because if I've got the option to go to the easier one, perceived easier one, and have less quarantine, I'd take that option. Yeah. And the only reason I know that, Philip, you're putting that face, is that Danny put on Twitter a couple of hours ago, the journey to England starts now. It's a very strange one. As far as I know, he's still, exactly playing, he's, still playing in the, he's still playing in the UK Q school. And that was, yeah, interesting for I'm me. If I get the exactly option to take on that European one, doing. yeah. Very, very 100%. surprised. I, I haven't seen anything from Danny Lowry. Did he enter in the end? Yeah, he's in. I think he did, didn't he? He's playing, he's playing yeah, UK. Yeah, no, I haven't sure seen he's... which way he's going. I haven't seen which way he's going, whether he's no, going UK or also, European. I believe Anastasia is now playing in the UK one and not the European one. Doesn't Anastasia of... live in the UK anyway? Yeah, but she's got a Russian passport. Of course, as she can enter the perceived slightly weaker one despite being based here. That makes sense. It's choosing Cor- to stay here for travel reasons. Yeah. Not just a pretty correct. face, me. I got there in the end. <laughs> uh, one from Jacob here. Barry's comments regarding MAD and WDF. What do you guys think towards the Grand Slam next year? I pre- presume you mean this year. Um, I think there will be two women's spots and that will be it. I think the rest, or maybe four at a push, but I think it'll be majority the Grand Slam for me is starting to lose its gloss because of this. Starting? Personal opinion. When did it ever it have had it? it? It had its gloss for about two years when Scott Waits was doing the business and then they decided to try and make it, or to include it as a PDC Premier ranking event instead of a PDC Premier TV event as they are defined. I've got the screenshot as well, by the way, in case that ever comes up, the official PDC definitions of the TV titles. Hashtag what's a major. major. Uncle Barry dropped the M word on your interview earlier, Phil. There's no such thing, Barry. Your words, not ours. They're all TV titles. (laughs) 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 Straight on Twitter to him. Um, So, The slam... The slam didn't have any 
gloss. It never has any. It never has any gloss. It's, it's a. Oh, it did. It's a created tournament. It was magical. No, it didn't. It didn't because it was yeah, an it unranked did. event. So, and then when the suit. And you know, it's all about it, the BDO. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't hide the fact that I think the BDO, ever since two thousand and seven, when Barney switched, to, was just a continual decline. Don't disagree with you there at all. There you go. That changed there you the game. Go. Controversial. I'm going to say it. For me, the Slam is higher than the Players Championships, and maybe I enjoy it more than the UK Open. Well, you're wrong. What? But you're entitled to your wrong opinion. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> the Slam fine. used to. The UK at, Open at, at the Civic. The, the UK Slam Open was magical. Is, the UK Open is the toughest leg play tournament to win. End. It is the toughest UK. It is the toughest leg play tournament to win. It's not guaranteed. Yeah, but that. Um, but you can't prepare. You don't know who you're going to meet in the draw. Like that's the prop. That's the, that's the reason why it can be so tough. And the reason yeah, why it is tough is well you don't have a clue. Until... But it's also one of the only events you're ever likely to see Robert Owen in a semi-final. Well, you they can't help that, can they? You're going to get beat. You're going to play people in front of you, and that can be tough. With all due respect, Robert Owen is not Michael Van Gogh or one of the big four in the last four, is he? Well, Michael Van Gogh should have won the tournament then. He shouldn't have got beat by Jeffrey Nisbarn in round four. He wasn't there. He was. He was there that year. Yeah, Jeffrey Nisbarn beat him. That was the year of the snow. Jeffrey Nisbarn beat him in the cold. Yeah, because it was bloody freezing when in mine. Mickey no Mantle wearing in. a hoodie and a hat to play. <laughs> so was Mark Walsh. Mark Walsh that. in a hoodie. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, that, 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 another one that, that's our opinions. On... Go on, Josh. Yeah. Our opinion on the slam. Yeah, but I'd say our opinion on the slam is, is that we ain't got a bloody clue and the slam should not be a ranking event. Fact. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, one here. Uh, this is a brilliant one, actually. Uh, who's going to win the biggest major in darts? The Torremolinos Open advertised by the BDO. The, uh, David's put in there the Jacklins when they check the bank. <laughs> I like that. COVID. Paul, Paul Jacklin's number one senior, one. ladies. <laughs> Paul Jacklin. Paul Jacklin will win it. Um, <laughs> I like um, that. Um, a serious question. Daniel here. How much? Yeah, serious question. Go on. Yeah, go on, mate. No, go on. You go. You go, mate. I say, Daniel, how much prize money for the UK Open this year? Uh, I think after what Baz said today, I think it'll be the same as last year. The 125. Bear with me. Bear with me. So, mate, so I'm going to call you calling him Baz like your best mate. Uncle Baz, uh, 100 grand for the winner, runner up gets 40, <laughs> semi finalists get 20. So, yeah, there we are. Still very big. Um, one from Dan here. Is the gap between the top three in the field got bigger, do you think? Hmm. Well, there wasn't really a top three, was there? There wasn't really a top three until last year, I'd say. Would you agree? I don't think there was ever really a top three, as it were. There was Van Gerwen, then there were two others or three others and the rest. But Van Gerwen's now... I think last year... I think last year the top three were the biggest distance they've been from the rest, in my opinion. No, I, I don't disagree, but there, in terms but there of was ability, a level to the game. Yes, but they were—they didn't win enough. 
Yeah. For me, if we're going to start I, I, talking I, about them as a serious top three or top four, they need to be picking up every single televised TV title between them, virtually. Maybe letting one slip or two slip throughout the year. But between the four of them, or the three of them, they should be winning or in the final of every single televised event. Off, off the top of my How head. How often? Off the top of my head, there's only three TV titles between them that didn't win. Out of them all. Match play, slam. Yes. And Premier League. They won yes. the rest between them. Yes. Two of the three biggest paydays in darts. But you said a minute ago, before we told you that, they needed to clear up no more than... Which they have. You still expect right. them to do more. Euro tours, Euro tours, pro tours. I expect them to dominate week in, week out. You can't, you, you can't do Euro tours right? because that's price one. Are you crazy thing? Shut up. Price one. I'm going to compare it to tennis, right? How often? How often do you see five years ago Murray, Djokovic, Federer, or Nadal not competing in the final? No, I'm not saying I disagree with you. What I'm saying they is were that, a like, true big four. Yes, but darts has not been the case this year because the difference in crowds. Like Price won the first Euro Tour event. Right, you talk about Euro Tours. Right, won the culmination of that event in, in Pro Tours as well. Van Gogh won the culmination of that event. It's okay to lose on the Pro Tour and the Euro Tour as long as you clean up on the on on the big cameras. In my opinion. Yeah. Look, I, I think last year the gap. Was was the biggest it's been um, between the top three and the rest, in my opinion. Uh, this is one here again. Uh, we'll, we'll move on uh, to talk about other stuff. We've got loads coming through at the moment. Uh, what did you think of the Mervyn King Rob Cross incident? Ask Kieran. By the way, Kieran, really unlucky on the target poster, mate. <laughs> you picked. You even managed. You picked every single one apart from the first game, and you were out. Uh, I, I feel so sorry for you, buddy. I really, really do. Um, look, I think there are two sides to the story. Rob doesn't believe that he stepped over the line. The evidence suggests he may have just stepped over it. I don't know. Um, they have a second referee, obviously, to check for those sorts of things. And he wasn't, uh, and there was no real thing there. There wasn't anything that, he, that, that the second referee spotted. Um, I think Merv was having a go for having a go sake because he was going to win the game anyway. And he may have caused a rift with one of his best mates. But if you do step over the line, maybe you should be calling it. I don't know. I mean, God, you probably being in a better position than me playing as much as you do to call, to comment on that. You could probably have a better, better view on it. Look, I feel me and you spoke about this and I don't think, we don't think it's Cross's fault but he was over the line, and at which point it's against the rules of the game, and Merv's completely entitled to say, actually, you should be standing a little bit further back. It it cost Merv in the leg, and all right, it didn't have a significant impact on the outcome of the game, but at the moment there was still the potential. It's not over until you win that 10th leg. It's not as if you can stumble over the line and, and kick the ball in the corner and hold on to a lead. You still have to go out and win every single leg. And that gave Cross an opportunity to keep that going. That second referee, we've seen this incident a couple of times in the last few years. 
and not once has that second referee called it. That needs to be addressed sharper. And more importantly, I think, is the equipment. The hockey at the lakeside was only extended on its final year there. They added an extra bit of width to it. There needs to be a discussion around this and the width of the hockey, how long that remains straight, if that should be curved, and especially on the PDC stage, all right, it doesn't necessarily have to be raised, but a line from the end of the hockey drawn across the rest of the mat, exclusion zone, whatever you want to call it, would not hurt to completely get rid of this situation straight away. Player can look down, see their foot's behind the line, and we don't have this situation again. The fact it isn't there and it's left for the players to judge just leaves this open to happen every single time. And if it happens in a leg that defines a match, all hell is going to break loose. Yeah, 100%. Look, if he'd have missed it, no one would have batted an eyelid. It's because he hit it. It was the issue. But like you say, I totally agree. Cross, not at fault. Just extend or put a line there. So, you know, if you have to put the line into Lincolnshire, then do it. It just removes um, any doubt and opportunity for this to go wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, one from David here. Will there be many Euro Tours this year? They're the best. Look, Euro Tours are great. I think in the current climate, if they can get six or seven, they've done well. Dave's also put in Personally. there saying, what about jib? And uh, yeah, I'd love to do jib if possible. I'd love it. I'd yeah, love I it think... if jib would get in there, but... <laughs> There's going to be a bit of. There's going to be a few problems with one, not just COVID related. <laughs> well, again, um, if you check out the interview we did with um, Philip from PDC Europe, who is head of their media, la, do we go out last week? I think about last week. Um, I think yeah. there's a fair chance that all the Euro tours are more than likely going to be in Germany because of the fact that they're only dealing with one government and health organisation and everything like that. Um, Sounds like it. But I think if we can get six or seven, they've done well. Anything more than that, amazing. Right, back to the chat. Um, yeah, uh, Jamie Drummer says, do you prefer the three-day events or the week-long events? Ooh, that's a good question, actually. Um, do you know what? I'm going to be controversial here and say that I actually prefer the three-day events. I quite like them because the majority of the time they're played at Minehead and that is because, and that's my favourite place on earth, as we all know. Although the match play and the eight days that we have up in Blackpool, I don't know, but nah, uh, go on, sorry, I'll say three-day event. Three-day event for me. For me, um, week-longs, match play, the match, match play is the pinnacle. I prefer the match play to the World Championships. Yeah, I, Give me a week. Give me a week in Blackpool over any other tournament on the planet. I can't. That's the thing. I can't disagree, even though I do love Minehead. I agree. I, I like the week long event. The missus doesn't. Who's <laughs> <laughs> choosing darts <laughs> for me? <laughs> Although I am turning yeah, into a proper really darts fan. I, I, I know I keep bringing this up, but we're getting there. Our averages are slowly creeping up as, as we're playing games, and uh, yeah, get on the women, get on the women's series this year, mate. We were joking yeah. about names uh, yeah. over there, and she wants to name a possible child Glenn. 
<laughs> yeah. I can't believe you're down the possible child route already. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Less of that. <laughs> we went for a walk. It was a topic of conversation. <laughs> Does a Garwood. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Glenn Durant Garwood. Yeah. Um, one here from Dave. I heard US are doing their Q score online. Yeah, I, I read something similar that the CDC obviously are doing their own type of Q score when it is online. I must admit, I haven't looked into it properly yet because we were sort of manic over the weekend. But yes, did see something um, around that. It'd be interesting to see how that goes on. An awful lot of trust involved doing a kind of Q yes. score online. An awful lot of trust. Yeah, completely agree. Just even a wit. A, a a quick show of your room before you start playing doesn't guarantee you stood at the correct length or, or your board set up to the right height or anything like that. So yeah, a massive amount of trust involved, especially knowing what's at stake for some of those players, the chance to pick up a, a CDC tour card. We Unfortunately, we've seen it a lot this year that if you present people with an opportunity to not follow the rules somebody will take that opportunity. 100%. Um, one here from Rach. You feeling okay, one. Phil? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> that was for... Uh, that was just thought about the slam that was, mate. Say the slam was better than the UK yeah. Open. You need your head checking. Um, one, this, is a, this is a sort of loaded question, actually, because I've seen three people ask the similar question that I think is an interesting one. Uh, Juanita asked, uh, who do you think is most under pressure? You've then got Dan, uh, I think was it, was it uh, Rachel who said, where do you think Rob Cross will finish in the order of merit? Uh, and then I think Ooh. he's also saying that Dan's saying, who is under the most pressure in the top 16? All those answers are the same person. Rob Cross is under the most pressure. He is going to, he could potentially, I'm not being funny, going through, looking at his... Um, ranking how much money he's got to defend this year he's defending 81 percent of his ranking he's defending over four hundred thousand pounds by the end of the year he could be down in, in number 45 like i'm not saying he he will completely fall like a drop like a stone but with the way that he's playing and i've always said about this about cross you know what is a rob cross is it the cross that we saw go and blitz the pro tour in his debut year and win a world title or is it the cross that we've seen for the three years after that, where he can still win titles with his B game, but, you know, he hasn't won a title already since the European Championships, has he, in 2019? Certainly on the television. No. Oh, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, so there's another three one. Biggest, his three biggest amounts of money he's defending, if all three of those drop off of that replacement, he drops to 27th in the world instantly. <laughs> That's just wow, from three events. I was, I, was, I was trying to go against the grain because obviously we only knew Rob Cross was in danger. I tell you who else has got a huge year ahead of him. Nathan Aspinall. Defending £317,000. 69.3% of his total order of merit money being defended this year. Well, he's got a UK Open win and he's got a World That's Championship how much Cross final. Cross has defended in three events. Fans. Cross has defended 310 um, across those three. <laughs> um, so Cross and Aspinall both defending. 
I'll tell yeah. you what, I've stood up between them. They're... Just just looking at this yeah. between. Go on. Depending on when the cutoff is, and when the World Cup takes place, there's a very distinct possibility the England pair could be Dave Chisnell and James yeah. Wade. Chisnell. I don't disagree. I think it's it's definite shout. Well, Aspinall say he doesn't defend his UK Open. Will drop to. Well, he doesn't defend his UK Open. He drops out of the top ten. Yeah, but if he goes out early, no, no, he doesn't. He drops out of the top ten. No, if if he go, if he go, well, no, because if he goes runner up, then he will get forty grand, won't he? So he'll just stay in the top ten, depending on how Dimitri does. And elsewhere, but if he goes out. If he goes out round three, four, or five... Oh, if he goes out round four, then yeah, he's, huge he's, problem. he's, he's Donald Duck. Yeah, <laughs> if he goes um, out round four, he's Donald so, Duck. I don't, I don't disagree there. So, yeah, Cross and Aspinall, pressure on them for me. But you've also... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's as well, though, you've got those sorts of players now that are starting to defend a lot of money, and that's... And that is crucial. You know, Michael Smith this year is defending a world match play final. And he's also, def- well, he's not defending a world match play semi final, but he's defending a European championship and a world match play semi final plus a Grand Slam quarter final. So, you know, he's not miles away at this point. Um, you know, check it out. Another. it's an interesting one. Glenn Durrant defending £226,000. Well, he's defending a he's defending a world's quarterfinal, a world match play semi final. He's not defending a Grand Slam semi final, obviously, because he didn't go on his ranking. No, but um, he's defending yeah, so he's defending a world the... match play and a world yeah, it, it's, and, and a world Grand Prix semi final as well. So twenty five grand off his ranking as well. Tell there's another there's another one here. Ian White defending two hundred and thirty six thousand pounds, sixty six percent of his total. That's a lot of Euro tours. What's well, he got? They are Euro tours. Yeah, a lot of Euro The tours. biggest he's defending is a 25 grand, so he's got to have a very, very consistent year. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got he's got a couple of finals in the Euro tour. He's got a world match play second round. He's got a players' championship finals semi final, a Euro quarter final, and two Euro tours. So that's 50 grand straight off the back of that as well. One from Jake here. I must admit, I haven't looked properly. Is Alan Norris going to Q School? I don't remember seeing his I name. I don't seeing his name, no. I think he is. I'll have a, I think he is. I I'll think have a quick check. I'm not saying he's not, but I don't remember it. Let me have a quick check on our website and we'll see. Stand by. Keep talking about yourselves, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I, uh, can I advance you. warn Gary that if he makes one more ridiculous pun, because this isn't the first one, cross winds is not the first pun he's made today. I can't remember the other one, but I definitely saw one. Thin ice, Gary, thin ice. And no, who was it? Who was it? I'm going to call someone out here now. Martin, I'm convinced it was Martin Thompson. He loves to wind me up a little bit. I will not be calling any child Barney. <laughs> <laughs> what about Raymond? No. <laughs> uh, I just had a check, everybody. Alan Norris is going to Q School. He's in Stage One B in the UK. So yes, Chuck Norris is back. There we go. Baby. Come on, the Norris Come is on. there. Go is going. Um, Owen, to be honest, a couple more questions because um, we've, we've ran, rambled for two hours. 
Did you even consider Clayton for the Premier League before the weekend? Um, no. I think he no. was. I think no. he was loosely in the mix. However, I didn't think he'd get the place. I think he was always in the mix because no. of he was there. But I didn't think he'd yeah, win it. But like, so was he? Was he going to be the one that we thought was going to win it? No, absolutely not. No. Maybe Merv oh, yeah, might no, have no. got it because of you know, Merv might have got it. Because of the uh, because of our value tip once again, Sam Tizzle doing bits for us here at Online Darts. Um, but yeah, no, apart from that, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, um, final question, and here's an interesting one again from Jamie. Why is Wright so obsessed with MVG lately? It's really getting boring, <laughs> and I think he's making himself look stupid. Um, right. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of people. In fact, a lot of people have actually said that in the chat room tonight as well. So I guess we'll we've got to talk about it. Um, I don't oh, know. Like, this is yes, a figurative barge pole, and I'm not touching this question with it. <laughs> <laughs> I no. I, I don't know what it is about Snakey, but he just mentions him all the time. And like, if you, I don't, I, I've never, I've never had the uh, the moment where I, you know, where someone's living in my head rent free. And I just think, you know, play your darts. As, know, as, as Gary said to, <laughs> as, as Gary has said, you, Rora, time, I want you in some of them WhatsApp groups. As, as Gary has said many a time, just play darts. I'm here to play darts. That is all it is. And so I just think, so get on with the game. Do that again. Do that again. That sounded well like Gary. <laughs> I'm just here to play darts. I'm here to play darts. So I'm here to, just here to play darts. <laughs> New segment coming oh. to online darts over the next couple of months. Oh. Jar does dart players' impressions. <laughs> that'll get some, that'll get some stuff, will That's Gary Anderson. <laughs> Nah, you know, <laughs> no rubbish, toss. Um, just before we go as well, Andrew, one of the people that's always there, he says, sorry to bring this up again, following the discussion from D- Dimitri's knee surgery. What does that mean for his participation in the Super Series UK Open and Premier League? I think the Premier League he'll be fine for. He might skip the Super Series, but I would imagine... He will play in the UK as long as the op goes according to plan. I would, I would surmise. I don't know, but that would be. Yeah. Also, just one it's final only, quick yeah, one. Enough we'll bar- practice time on it, up on about on his feet. So. Final quick question from Owen. One word answer to all of us. Will Barney win his tour card? No, from me. God. Yes. Philip. Yes. There we go. There we go. So there's, there's, there's the answers. Gob, I says, told you it's Gob happening. I don't prefer... have to like it. I don't have no, to like Barney it. Said, I don't have it? to want it to happen, but I believe it will happen. Dan says the scenes if Barney wins a tour card, Gob will hibernate. <laughs> Gob, will have, Gob will be gone on the live lounge if that is the case, but no. Um, Barzi, I think we'd better wrap this up. I haven't resigned yet this year, so, hours. you know. Just, 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 just before we go, Martin is there due to interview Gary in that accent. 
<laughs> so Can you set that up? Get, was it Steph? I know Steph what is it, who manages Gary. Set this up. <laughs> you'll be on you'll you'll be on Rachel's list. Oh yeah. Well I'm surprised I'm not already to be fair. <laughs> but after that. <laughs> Hang on. I want to see Let's how long it takes for him to realise you're not actually deeply Scottish. <laughs> he's, he's met me a number of times already, Carl. He's met me a number no, no. of times. <laughs> right, guys. We have waffled oh. for nearly two hours of your life, but we massively appreciate you joining us on the Live Lounge every week. We've officially named it Live Lounge Mondays from now on. Of course, we'll be back next week, but plenty going on, on the website this week, as always. Make sure you check out onlinedarts.com and we will have more clips from the Barry interview as they happen. I've been Phil Before we go, just Come real on. quick on talking about clips. People have said clip that um, thing for Gary Anderson. Uh, that one will not be getting clipped. <laughs> <laughs> you want a bet? No way. <laughs> We have been the Live Lounge. I've been Phil Bars, as always, joined by Jack Gobby Garwood, Jonathan. Gentlemen, absolute pleasure. We will see you here next week for the Live Lounge. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O dot com.